Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This friendly Mother's Day reminder is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers.com. Mother's Day is this Sunday. You don't have time to put this off any longer. Head to 1-800-Flowers.com right now. 1-800-Flowers has amazing deals on last-minute Mother's Day gifts. From bouquets to sweet surprises, mom deserves the best. Order your gift from 1-800-Flowers before time runs out. To order today, go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. Hey, book lovers. My name is Em, and I want to talk about books. And cats. Welcome back, book lovers. Happy Halloween. It'll be after Halloween by the time I release this, but I am recording this on Halloween. One of my favorite holidays. Although this year, I kind of feel like I wasn't as in the holiday spirit. I did watch a couple of horror movies, and one of those I'm going to talk about today. But first, I want to discuss a short story collection by Joe Hill, who, as you may know, is the son of Stephen King, and a very good writer just on his own right. So this book was a spur-of-the-moment Kindle purchase. We had just finished watching the movie The Black Phone, and that movie was phenomenal. But I had no idea that it was based on a short story by Joe Hill. Of course, as soon as I found out, I immediately wanted to compare the story to the movie. I'm always intrigued when they try to turn a short story into a full-length movie. It definitely doesn't always work. So I was definitely interested to read the story that had sparked this incredible movie. So I don't like to skip around in books, even in short fiction collections. So obviously I was going to read every story in the collection. (laughs) And honestly, I read most of this in an ideal setting for a Joe Hill book. It was in the dark next to a campfire. This was another book that I read while camping and... I just happened to have this on my Kindle. (laughs) So let's get into it because I loved this book. Almost every story was an excellent piece of fiction. Even the ones I enjoyed less, it was only by a little bit. They were all just really good. And I have to say, The Black Phone was good, but in my opinion, not the best one in the collection. But we'll get there. The first story was fantastic, and it immediately set the tone for the entire collection. Funnily enough, it involves a magazine editor and writers of horror. It's called Best New Horror, and it does a pretty great job of reworking some classic horror tropes. I'm a big horror fan, and I really enjoyed this one. The second story shares its title with the collection, 20th Century Ghost, and it is a primo ghost story. It's set in an old movie theater, which, what better setting could you ask for? And it's surprisingly sentimental as well. The ending of this story is actually quite sweet. And it was just, 
another really, really enjoyable read. The next story, Pop Art, is an odd and intriguing tale of what it's like to have an inflatable best friend. I didn't expect to enjoy this one as much as I did, but it went in a really interesting direction. And it's a very strange premise. (laughs) I like it when something seems really original. I'm sure there's probably something else out there that's like this, but not anything that I've ever read. It was really interesting. You Will Hear the Locust Sing is the next story, and it has the vibe of a kaju movie, the large monster movies. A boy wakes up and finds that he has turned into a massive insect. So it does differ a little from a standard kaju because the story is from the perspective of the monster, but it was pretty excellent. (laughs) The next one is called Abraham's Boys, and this was one of my favorites. It is told from the perspective of the elder son of Dr. Van Helsing, a name that you might recognize. He is also a vampire hunter. This story is pretty great all the way through, but the end is a surprising one, and it makes it one of the best stories in the book, in my opinion. Plus, I love a good vampire story, which this kind of tangentially is. I'm actually writing one of my own right now, so look for that soon. (laughs) But back to these stories. The next is called Better Than Home. Honestly, this one was not my favorite, but I still found it to be an excellent piece of writing. I just think I'm not the right audience for this story. It's essentially a father-son baseball story, but layered with the son's disabilities and the inevitable need to move him away from home to a special school. It is quite beautiful. I just don't think I was the right audience. It also doesn't help that it was sandwiched between one of my favorites and the black phone. This story is next, but I'm going to skip it for the moment so that I can compare it to the movie in a bit. Let's finish the book first. So following the black phone is the story called In the Rundown. Again, not one of the strongest in the book, but it was an interesting story nonetheless. The narrator is a bit of a local bad boy with a rough reputation and a rude comment taken out of context gets him fired from his job. And that's only the beginning of his problems. He has really bad luck with women, but not in the way that you'd expect. It's a good read. In a couple of these stories, the narrator doesn't quite see what's going on and is kind of limited in that way. And it's interesting to know as the reader what they're walking into when they don't see it coming. The next story is The Cape. This was another one of my favorites. It's about two brothers, one of whom has a magic cape as a child and momentarily flies. The cape rips and he ends up falling and breaking a bunch of bones, but it doesn't deter his brother from trying to fly as well. And he severely messes up his face. These injuries affect the brothers for their whole lives, and we get to watch as a supervillain is made. It is such a cool story and seems taken from a little kid's dream and then warped by adulthood and reality. It's so good. The next story has such an interesting premise. It's called Last Breath, and it's in my top three for sure. Basically, a family visits a strange little museum where the curator collects the last breaths of the dying. He has quite a few famous ones, and they can listen to the different silences that people create. I love the idea of listening to silence and how there can be very different types of silence. 
And the story is a gruesome little tale that is some pure horror writing. And I loved it. So good. (laughs) The next story was called Deadwood. Again, not one of my favorites, but it was an interesting premise. The idea of trees appearing as ghosts in the places that they were chopped down. It was interesting, but it didn't have anywhere to really go. Still, it painted an interesting picture. Like I said earlier, even the lesser stories in this book were still just excellent pieces of writing, which is kind of rare for a short story collection to not have a single clunker. Have I mentioned yet that I highly recommend this book? (laughs) Anyway, following that one was a story called The Widow's Breakfast. This one I enjoyed so much because of the end. It was an interesting story about a guy riding the rails. His buddy gets injured and ends up dying, so he's on his own. He takes a hard fall and injures himself, but he finds a house where he can get breakfast. And he marvels at the kindness of strangers. It's a simple story, but it is overlaid with some layers of grief. And the last line just sealed it for me. It made it one of the more memorable stories in this book, for sure. The next story is Bobby Conroy Comes Back from the Dead. An old romance is sparked anew at the filming of The Walking Dead, while made up as zombies. It's a really cute story. My Father's Mask is the next story, and another one of my favorites. It's strange right from the start, and it just gets weirder. I love strange when it is done well, And this one is excellent. A 13-year-old is told one weekend that the family is going on a spontaneous trip to the family cabin, but it quickly becomes obvious that someone is following them and that nothing is as it seems. It is so, so good. Another great one follows with the story Voluntary Committal. I loved this one. It's one brother's account of his life with his odd younger brother, who has been diagnosed with several mental health conditions. His brother spends hours upon hours in the basement building creations out of cardboard boxes. But there is something odd about the mazes that he creates. The story is so good. And it is the perfect ending to this excellent collection. I highly, highly recommend 20th Century Ghosts by Joe Hill. But now let's get to the one that I haven't yet discussed, and its movie adaptation. Let's talk about The Black Phone. So I will say in this case that I enjoyed the movie better, which is an odd occurrence, and I kind of wonder how I would have felt if I had read the story first. I still think I would have enjoyed the movie more just because there was so much more detail to it. Anyway, the story begins with the abduction of our main character. He is drugged, shoved in a van, and brought to a basement room somewhere. He's not the first. In the story, we get brief details about the other abductions, and this is where the movie is better. We get to know the kids a little more, and they're given a somewhat larger role in the plot. But it also does not change the plot at all, which is pretty rare. (laughs) In the basement with our narrator is a black phone. It's an old one with a dial, and it's mounted to the wall. The cord has been cut, and it shouldn't work, but it rings, and when answered, the ghost of his previous victim tells the boy how he can possibly escape. The movie stretches this part out, and it adds in the other kids. It gives them a little more story and substance, 
The movie also shows us what is going on in the outside world with his family, and they do toy with the family dynamics a bit, but honestly, I think it adds to the story nicely. Overall, The Black Phone was a good story. Not one of my absolute favorites in this collection, but I still think it might be in my top five. Maybe. (laughs) And the movie is pretty true to the story, and it is a really, really excellent horror movie. So, in case I haven't babbled quite enough about Joe Hill today, this week's quote is also from him, and I think it's pretty excellent advice. The best way to get even with anyone is to put them in the rearview mirror on your way to something better. Until next time, book lovers, keep reading. Go, 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 go